time. Mm. Like either my mom was getting beat up or I was by myself or whatever. And so, you know, I, I started in sports. So I took, you know, like you in baseball, I took to volleyball, but I wanted to do it a hundred percent. So mm-hmm. I did the Olympic volleyball and that whole thing. And those like foundational principles, like led in to business and then also being the class president and things like that. Um, But when I graduated, I was like, I don't want to go to college. Like, What is up, guys? We're back with another episode of the podcast, The Determined Society. I have with me one hell of a guest. Yes, you guessed it once again, bringing you nothing but the best conversations, high-profile individuals, and uh, this woman is no different. She's in a league of her own. 13 years ago, she started her entrepreneurship business with zero experience at all. She went from zero experience to building a nine-figure sales organization and sustaining it over time. She is the host of the It Factor podcast. Her heart is as big as Montana, ladies and gentlemen. She is. She leads with the heart. She's humble. She absolutely embodies what it means to have the It Factor. Emily Ford, welcome to the show, my friend. Yo, thank you, Sean. Mm. I'm so excited to connect with you. Yeah, I'm super excited. We know our mutual contact, Matthew Head, and we gotta give we gotta throw him some love on the show. We do. We do. He's love a good you. man. He's he's such a he's such a big bear, but like so sensitive. And what I mean by that is I was like, hey, thanks. I, I messaged Emily and we're gonna do a show. He's like, I just wanna cry. My world's uh, cry. So emotional. He is, <laughs> but that's a beautiful thing, men. Don't hide yes. You know, I've been talking about that a lot, you know, and just kind of highlighting some of the things within my marriage, right? That in 2022 was just a rough year where I just learned a ton of shit I was doing wrong. And then going into 2023 is like, hey, let's crack open the chest again, you know, and bear my soul to this woman who pledged her life with me. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's been an amazing thing. You know, my emotions are open and days are easier. Yeah, when I when you're tapped in, totally tapped in. You know, I've had to work on that being a female businesswoman, not being too masculine. Mm-hmm. And you know, it took me a long time to find the right partner in life that just kind of makes like he he's so strong that allows me to be a little just you know more calm. Where yeah. you know, in most past relationships, I was always like the alpha female dominant. You know, and you definitely need both regardless. Mm-hmm. I think the best people embody both sides for sure. You know, that's a really good point because when you have had past relationships and they haven't been a strong male lead, right? You have to end up being both, right? So like the, that water wasn't rising to the top, right? So then now women like you in those relationships are, they're, they're given that title of having masculine energy. Exactly. And, and that's truly not who I was designed to be. Mm-hmm. I've actually evolved and changed a lot in the past like year, two years, because I'm not having to play both roles. So exhausting. There's no polarity <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. You feel yeah. like you're, you're babysitting like you're, whoever you're dating. It's, it's not cool. So, yeah. you know, when you, once you find that though, it like you realize when you open up and you're like, oh my gosh, like I much softer than I thought I was. And yeah, so we need men to step up 
And then we need women to also allow it because if you're a power chick, if you're a power chick, I tell you what, like you got to be, you know, not everyone loves this word, but more submissive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's really funny. You mentioned that because there's like, you know, two opposite sides of the movement. You know, I don't ever get too political and too whatever on my show, but like there are, there are some people out there that are like really turned off by an aggressive male. And I don't mean aggressive for those of you listening. I don't mean aggressive in the sense like I'm going to grab you and shake you, but just like a man, like I'm going out, I'm a man and I'm going to do what I do. And it, there's a big turnoff, right? So men are becoming more nice guys. And, you know, as Bedros and I spoke about on the show the other day, um, when I was out there was like, you know, he's like, these nice guys are the scariest ones out there because they're so fucking passive aggressive. A hundred percent. So we're creating, we are creating a ton of passive aggressive men by being nice guys. Yeah. And it's not attractive at all. Like you want to score a motivated, driven woman that's not attractive. Like, you know, and, and also like on the flip side, I believe that like women, when you're with a man like that, like you, you gotta allow them to be like that. You know, mm-hmm. and so there just needs to be that harmony in the relationship. Yeah, we're talking about it. relationships. Look at it. Dude, I mean, like, that's why I told you, like, it's very unscripted. Like, this shit, like, we're <laughs> going to get into things that we didn't even think we were going to get into. But with that being said, I always believe it's always good to kind of hone back in. Um, you know, you and I can talk about other things at any other point in time. But, you know, I'm really fascinated about um, your journey into what I feel straight up deep down my soul is the hardest freaking business to be in, which is a sales organization, right? And building those types of businesses sometimes are looked down upon, right? By people who don't fucking understand them, but like, yo, that is the hardest thing to do. Um, you know, walk us through the journey of having zero experience in business and then going to scale a nine figure sustainable business, because there are a lot of people out there that listen for the show that listen to the show that are, well, yes, I would like to do this, but I don't know how I don't have any experience right. laying on them, girl. Yeah. Well, it, I, it all started in Minnesota where I'm originally from. I'm in, I'm in SoCal now. Um, but I was raised by a single mom, the youngest of three mm. and raised myself a lot of times. And I have stories that, you know, we'll save for another episode here um, of growing up. But, you know, I, I really like had to find a way to get attention and stand out because I was alone most of the time. Mm. Like either my mom was getting beat up or I was by myself or whatever. And so, you know, I, I started in sports. So I took, you know, like you in baseball, I took to volleyball, but I wanted to do it a hundred percent. So I did junior Olympic volleyball and that whole thing. And those like foundational principles, like led in to business and then also being the class president and things like that. Um, But when I graduated, I was like, I don't want to go to college. Like, what am I going to go to college for? Like Mm -hmm. this, like, why do you, why do you go? My mom was like, you got to do something. And I was like, let me just, let me just like get into the workforce Mm-hmm. What I ended up doing, because I liked sports so much, I got a certification in massage. I was going to do sports massage. 
long story short, I ended up landing a job for like one of the top plastic surgeons in Minnesota. And I'm 19 years old, like literally learning how to run a private practice with mm. wealthy people. I didn't come from wealth. So I'm learning sales. I'm learning rehabilitation. I'm learning how do you treat wealthy people? I'm learning how to turn on the lights and shut them off and all these things. And then I started also competing in fitness because I was bored. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what do I do? All my friends are in college. And so I got in a network of women that were like 10, 20 years older than me. And we would compete in Fitness America pageants. And that's where my love for health and wellness came. And then I was pitched with a network marketing opportunity selling a health and wellness product, which I was already taking anyways. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't getting paid for it. And so when I got pitched it, I was like, huh, this is interesting. You can make money online, make my way to sleep. Still wasn't ready for it. So it took her about seven months. And then it wasn't even like the products or anything like that. It was the lifestyle. It was mm -hmm. freedom. Like she could, you know, go work out at noon on a Monday. She could travel. And it was right after the last recession in the United States. So this is 2010. So she was in mortgage banking, got laid off. We were just seeing all these people get exited from their careers. Yeah. And I said, tell me what's up. Like, really? And I met up with her and she showed me a comp plan with no limits. And I was like, oh, so this is based on work ethic and, and, and building teams. Okay, sign me up. And so this is when I was 23. So I signed up, moved in with her, slept on a mattress on the floor, made my first vision board, had an old desk and literally went to work. Like I ripped the bandaid off and I went all in. I'm all in or all out. Like that's mm. just how I roll. And that first year of my life was looking back like the most difficult, but also the most exhilarating because I just went to school. I went to boot camp. I went to like, let's not just read books, but let's try it on. And mm. so I just like set up meetings and meetings and I learned how to network. I mean, I didn't have Instagram. I literally, I, I was like, what can I do? What's free? I would go to local chamber of commerce. I would contact, like my friends were like not motivated. So I go to their parents. Like I just went at it. Okay. And, and that's really, you know, I think what most people don't do, they don't do the work they read about oh, it. Oh, yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. Like philosophy is great, but there's a whole different substance when you actually do it. Dude, I, I freaking love that because you know, at the end it's like most people just don't do the work and I don't feel, and this is going to, kind of mess with some people's heads here. Okay. But follow me. People aren't doing the work, but I don't think it's because they don't want to do the work. Not all of them. Some of them are lazy shitheads that just want to talk about what they want to do and never do it. Right. But, but there's a lot of people out there that want to do the work, but they can't get past the six inches between their ears, their mm -hmm. own head. What would you tell these people that are, because I work with some MLM companies that you know, for coaching and, and kind of mindset sales stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of mindset like limitations. I mean, it is rampant in just in that business in general. What are some of the tips and tricks that you, not even a trick, but like some tips that you can give the listeners that if they are active in one of these organizations that they can push past some barriers and just get it done? 
Yeah. Well, anything. I mean, I, I also like train and speak at real estate conventions, like mm-hmm. all, all, all sales. Literally, it's it, like, let's just talk about your identity. Okay. My identity, I came from money doesn't grow on trees, hand me down clothes. I mean, I didn't see the ocean until I was a senior in high school. Mm. Like, you know, so it, it's identity. And your identity is made up of so many things, especially your environment, the law of the environment. And so what I did, and and I didn't really understand I was doing it, but I did total immersion. So I'm like, I'm literally going to throw myself into the fire. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to surround myself with, you know, people that are 10 years older than me that are actually doing the thing. They've actually done it. And I'm going to have some massive accountability and what happened was because I was all in, because I burned the boats, like it forced me to step up. It forced me to perform because I, I didn't have a nest egg to fall back on. I didn't have some wealthy husband to take care of me. Mm-hmm. I Like literally, sometimes it's the biggest blessing when your back's against the wall because that's when you create some of the greatest work in your life. And so... You know, I think for a lot of people, like they just haven't hit, like they, they haven't tapped into that desire. That's like, if I don't do this, what is going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't just, they just don't go there. And a lot of times, cause they're just not in tune with themselves. And so, you know, so many things I could tell you, but first number one is your environment and it's immersing yourself in it. And like, it's like, how bad do you want it? There's so many amateur everything, amateur baseball players, amateur realtors, amateur network murders. This is why most people never make it is they never go pro because they never match their work ethic with what it actually takes to go pro. Dude, seriously, like minute 13, I'm just dropping bombs. <laughs> like, you know, like the coolest thing, Emily, is like, this is something that um, a lot of young people don't understand and even... Uh, people into my age at 44 right now, they may have kids, they may have, you know, a wife and and things like that. Like you capitalize on an amazing opportunity when you're 23 years old. And I want to highlight that and acknowledge you for that because you literally moved in with somebody, slept on their couch or wherever it was, and literally put yourself in the environment where this person was at where you wanted to go. Right. And at a young age of 23 and you didn't realize this, but you were literally going on the biggest self-development journey without even knowing what the freak you signed up for. And so how has the work, the deep work on you led you to be able to sustain a nine figure sales organization? Because guess what guys they're listening. That's not all she does now. She's a speaker. She's a badass podcast host. She's a branding coach. She does so many different things out there for other people. Like that other business is now sustaining. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, thank you for that. And you, huh. when I, so when I got in and at first I was like, okay, you figure out all the little things, right? You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I can sell, I can sell the vision, got that down. Okay. I can close someone on a, on a, on a thing. I got that down. And then you're like, oh, okay, if I really want this to grow, I need to duplicate leadership and I need Mm -hmm. to like teach other people to do what I do. Okay, now this is leadership. Now I got to figure out leadership. And so what I did is just, I studied leadership. And, you know, as our friend John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. So Mm -hmm. knowing that 
I got to go first. And I just had that mindset with absolutely everything of like, okay, I I literally need to be the one that does this. I'm going to tell them to do it. I got to do it first. So Mm -hmm. always by leading by example, I'm massive on that for sure. Um, But for me, like just knowing there's no limits to human potential and, and really taking massive responsibility for everything I do. I always say there's no justifying, complaining or blaming in my world. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's literally like I got to take the responsibility. I have taken it so seriously with my own development. So that's the first thing I do every day always is I'm always like, what's the next thing? What's the next room I need to get in? what's the next book I need to read? What's the next spiritual breakthrough? So just being super in tune Mm-hmm. has allowed me to continue to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow because it's literally so important to me. It's like oxygen because I know that God put no limits on our human potential. So I'm like, who's going to cap that? I'm the one that's going to cap that. Mm-hmm. So I've just stayed super in tune with that. And I literally kid you not every quarter of my life, every especially year, but even looking at the month, I'm like, what am I doing this month that is going to cause me to shake shit up a little bit? And I mean, for myself, like a little, like you did a massive interview the other day, like that makes you grow 10 times, you know, not only your exposure and the experience, but just you having to step up Mm -hmm. to interview one of the world's best. Like that's what I've tried to do as well. Yeah, I shook shit up and I killed that shit, right? Yeah. And it's, it's it's funny because like you're saying, and I'm just like looking at you just smiling because, you know, there's a lot of people that will wake up just in general, whether it's sales or just being a mother, a father, uh, you know, or multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it, entrepreneurship. They'll wake up in the morning and they'll start telling themso- themselves a story, reasons why they can't do shit, Right. Well, I can't, that's not going to work because of X, Y, Z. So they get this very low vibrational state, right? Where they're just killing their energy the rest of the day. It doesn't matter how talented they are. Nothing is ever going to come their way of significance for them to reach the next level. But like you're sitting there in the morning, the first thing that you do every single day is wake up and go, what's the next book I'm going to read? What's the next big room I need to be in? Yeah. Like, Dude, these are questions that may seem very basic to you or myself, but like I ask myself every single day, where's the next opportunity? Who do I need to be in the room with? Who do I need to have the conversation with? And most importantly, okay, how do I make it happen? Mm. What relationships do I have that can lead? You know, like that's the things. I just love that because that is a different conversation, you know, and I feel that so many people now are having these negative conversations, these negative back and forth in their mind that they're not understanding the power of just taking massive amounts of accountability and saying, okay, it's not about this isn't going to work. It's like my attitude isn't going to, isn't working. So like I need to change this up so I can move forward. There's not enough of that going on. No. And, and, and I, so I always like, we could talk about every negative emotion anxiety, blame, comparison, you know, resentment, like you could write them all out. And on the other side of that, what, what's on the other side of that? Activity, action. 
So action neutralizes negative emotion. Every time, and every freaking time. Every, every time. So even when I have a moment, a day, a setback, whatever, like I just go, what, what is the thing that I can do right now? We are back. We had some technical difficulties. That's the damn interwebs. So uh, Emily was talking about all these negative emotions that we may have throughout the day that kind of impede us from moving forward in our life, in our business, our fitness, our relationships, whatever. Now, and on the other side of it is action. And so let's allow you to, you know, go after this now when we talk about action. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what I was sharing is we, it's normal. Everyone has negative mm -hmm. emotions. No matter what level you get to, so you're going to get a call that pisses you off. You're going to get a post that pisses you off. You're going to, you're going to have a business partner do something weird. Like it's this thing called life. Get used to right. it. Right. <laughs> um, so what I always do though, is make sure that I'm taking action to the thing that's actually going to grow the thing. And on the other side of that is a tremendous amount of dopamine that mm -hmm. that literally feels amazing and then now you're on an upward spiral versus a downward spiral the downward spiral is all the negative emotions which also is a low frequency and so i believe like my mission in life is to literally keep raising my frequency and to keep it up as much as i possibly can and so if you're aware and you know the things that cause anxiety the things that cause doubt the things that it's like, cool, be aware of it, but then address it much faster so you don't have to camp out there all day, all week, all month. You know, I've seen great people like literally let things sabotage their whole career because they just cannot move on. You know, yeah. and I, I always talk about the attributes of great leaders and one of them is moving on, you know? Um, and so that's where it's like, I am so clear of my day, what I'm doing. I study my calendar. Like mm -hmm. I know what I need to do to move my mission forward. And yes, things will interfere. But for the most part, I go back to what I need to do and not what the world wants me to do. And, you know, I just don't bow down to other people's excuses or, mm -hmm. you know, even if they want me to do certain things, if it's not in alignment with my mission, I say no. And so that's a lot of salespeople, you know, they're, they maybe need to go hit some quotas, but their buddy will call them. Let's go to happy hour. It's like, well, are you going to, well. are you going to go to your comfort zone or are you going to like actually close some deals and, you know, make a difference in your family? You know, it's just, it's yeah. all the choice. <laughs> no, it's, it's a great point because, you know, this is another great conversation and it, that, that has bits and pieces from my last interview in it. And there's a reason why this is coming up, right? right? Is, you know, we're talking about action and, you know, we also have these emotions and the emotions where you're lacking confidence or you're that, you know, POS dad that's sitting on the couch and you're frustrated. You're getting mad at the dog for for breathing, your, your kids are irritating you and your wife's pissing you off and you think it's everybody in the room, but you, but the reality is it's your fault the, on the other side. Like those are your emotions. And on the other side is you breaking your word to yourself every single day, right? You can't control your diet. You can't get in the fucking gym. You can't read the book. You can't do this. You can't do that because you're not allowing yourself to, right? Uh -huh. So it's so funny that these emotions that we have on a day-to-day -day basis are easier to fix than we actually realize as a human being. And so it, you know, and some of them are, are tough, right? 
like some of them are really tough to fix. And I love how we're going down the rabbit hole of, you know, personal development here. There's a reason we're doing, and I think it's what the world needs. There's a lot of people out there using excuses instead of performing action. Right. And so the biggest one I hear, all right, is I just don't know how to do it. Mm. I don't understand the how. What would you tell somebody yeah. that says that to you? Well, you know, first of all, you got to figure out why you want to do something. And it's got to be like certain. So I'll just give you an example. Like I built one company, um, but then every every day for a long time when I was in my prayer time, just talking to God, which is like all throughout the day, <laughs> like, I was just hearing like, this whisper and, and it was just like, you need to move forward. You need to make a bigger impact. It's time, you know, so many things. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And it's like, and then, and then, um, people are portals and, and God sends messages through people. And mm-hmm. there would just be so many random things like, Hey, I know you like you do network marketing, but like, I have this huge team. Can you come train them on this or that or whatever. There's just so many things. And finally, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to really look at this and where I'm at in my life. And I'm like, yes, yes, I I must move forward. I must build this new brand. I must do this show. I must, I must, I must, I must. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know how, like I've built sales teams. I've, Mm -hmm. you know, but when the why is big enough, the why, because it, it's about being obedient. So for me, I'm talking more about my calling in life. And it's not even that I necessarily wanted to do all these things. It's, it's that I'm called to do all these other things. Yeah. And so I'm being obedient to that call. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, everything is figure outable. Like, let's find a way. And so it's amazing how the universe conspires in your favor when you're like, I am going to figure this out. Suddenly, people will pop in front of you suddenly, but you have to have the frequency of I'm going to figure this out. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. And half the time, I think it's the front end. People don't profess. I'm going to do this. I yeah. it's, Oh, I kind of want to do that. I thought about it. Nobody <laughs> wants to do anything with anybody that thinks about it. I'm sorry. They don't like, I want to join somebody in business. Who's certain. I want to buy from someone who's certain. Mm-hmm. I don't want to try anything on with somebody that who's half-assed. And so that's half of it is your posture. And yep. then it's being resourceful and asking people. Like I got really good in my first business. If someone wasn't into it, I'm like, great. Who do you know who is? And I would ask for referrals, like literally asking, and you would be so shocked at how many people want to help. It's like, oh, I want to be a speaker. Who's a great speaking coach? Oh, I want to, you know, get on more stages. How do I do that? How does anyone, you know, and do you just start asking, being resourceful, asking quiet, asking public, whatever. And I feel like it, you can take that next step, you know, the, the how, if you will. And then, you know, I am very deeply passionate about learning skills. Um, you know, yes, I'm quote unquote, a motivational speaker, but I'm also a skill trainer. Like I will teach you how to do the dang thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think way too many people are just like reading insp- or watching inspirational stuff, but they're not actually learning like psychology of sales or psychology of business and branding and 
You know, like I pay attention, like I post on Instagram, what goes off, what doesn't, what resonates, what doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, like in my sales process, I would pay attention. Like this person's totally tuning me out. Okay. I'm not speaking to their love language right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you got to learn the skills and skills take time. Like yeah. they take time. Those reps, like, you know, this being a former baseball player, you know? Yeah. I mean, you got to get them in and, and you have to focus on the next rep. You can't go backwards. You have to focus on executing that next rep as best as you possibly can. Eventually it turns into muscle memory. Now you're off to the races and you're yeah. executing it on stage or wherever, you know, at the closing table, you know, it's really great that you're talking about the calling and, you know, learning the skills because, you know, I truly feel as well that I am following a purpose. Like I did not in a million years think that, I mean, three years ago, I mean, let's just be honest, three, year ago, three years ago, I didn't think that I'd be sitting on recordings until 9 p.m. tonight and not hanging out with my kids. Right. And there's been times where I'm like, you know, this is a lot, you know, this is a, this is a ton. And, um, but then I remember like the next day I wake up, I'm like, no, no, this is my purpose. This is the higher power telling me like, this is what you're meant to do, Sean. You've always wanted to do this stuff. You're able to make an impact. You're doing it. And I have to be obedient to that. Right. Cause that's what I was called to do. Yeah. The other part of it is learning skills, you know, and, and you know, I really want to nail down on the learning, the skills, because there's a lot of coaching programs that are there out there. There's a lot of gurus and there's a lot of people that are just sitting there on a call and they're just, you know, feeding you, uh, you know, like cool saying after cool saying motivation, motivation, but people aren't benefiting because they're not actually learning any skills. Right. There's a difference, right? I can tell somebody, um, you need to go, here's how to build your podcast. Go get, go get Emily Ford on your show. Just go like you could do it. You're awesome. You're the next big thing. That is not coaching. Right. That is not coaching, right? Like yeah. there's skills involved. Like you did not know me. Right. Hey, we have a mutual friend, Matthew Hedden. It's my boy. He says, you're amazing. Speaks highly of you. Would love to have you on my show. And now we have this connection through someone we both care about, right? That's a skill. That's a skill. But yeah. people, so I don't feel enough coaches are teaching the skill. No. There's not enough people for hell no. Right. No. There's and, 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 and there's so many people teaching things that they have never actually done. And like that, that's the part where I, again, I think it's the difference between philosophy versus substance mm -hmm. and like when you've done it, there's a different knowing K-N-O-W. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with coaches and, you know, if people are listening to this, like you, you need to like really understand what you're paying for, who you're paying for, what you're paying for, and what's the method behind the madness. Cause there may be 1% of people that'll get on a program and they hear things and then they go activate cause there's somebody that is insanely driven and that's just mm -hmm. how they are. But most people, they need to know the how. Like yeah. walk me through and then match, you know, marry the skills with accountability. And now you've got a winning recipe, you know? So, yeah. and, and make sure it's something you actually want to build. You know, this is the other thing. I just feel like people are doing a million things, getting nowhere fast. I'm mm -hmm. like, what are you working on? It's like the list this long. And I'm like, man, I didn't, you know, I would have never made my first mill a year, like doing that. I had to drive the line and go deep in one yeah. thing. 
You know, it's funny because I was talking to somebody, multiple people last week. It's not any one person. So if you're listening to my show, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about like five of you fuckers. They said, um, I said, you know, I think I'm going to pivot. I think I'm going to pivot and I'm going to build a, a podcast coaching business because mm-hmm. I built this podcast from the ground up with my own two hands. I'm a one man show. Quite literally, one man show. Recently, have a good buddy coming on, uh, Brad, and is helping me out, reach out to people, and you know, for sponsorships, etc. But you know, for the most part, it's just been me. And so I say to these people, I'm going to teach others how to do it. They're like, it's funny. I look at your page. I don't see that from you. I see you as the motivation and the determination guy. I go, what fucking page you watching? Have you seen the guests on my show? Right. I I don't. I'm not paying. I'm not paying backdoor money for people to be on my show. Like, you know, I was just out in California with someone big. Like I can teach people how to get and do these things. Mm -hmm. Right. But the bottom line is they have to be willing to do the work. Right. Right. And then there's actual skill involved. There's psychology involved of getting, you know, people on your show and then, you know, building something, but you should never listen to somebody else telling you what you should do. Like you should listen to yourself. You've got a relationship with the higher power. Like, what do you feel you need to be doing? And so for me, it was just, it was apparent. And especially when that interview was done, it was like, okay, yeah, this is the direction. Yeah. Burn the the boats. Hernan Cortez, that motherfucker. Confirmation. Yeah. 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 That's so, so good. Yeah. Like you're trying it on, you're in tune. And that's the thing. Like you do need to try some things on. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're in the discovery phase, I always tell people like, let's explore. Okay. And like, mm-hmm. and then try it on, you know, you, like I tried on like, you know, one-on-one coaching. I'm like, no, that's not for me. Like I need to do, I like, I'm more of a group person, you yeah. know? And so again, though, the only way you ever know that kind of thing is by trying it on, um, mm-hmm going through that and seeing like what lights your soul on fire and what are you going to want to do at least five years, 10 years? Like, yeah, I feel that it's funny because like we've, we've gone through that same journey. I've, I've tried on the one-on-ones. I saw some left and I love them. Right. I love my people, but groups also are, are more, you're going to impact more people at one time. Right. And the, but the biggest one for me is what do I want to be doing at five, 10 years from now? Talking to people about podcasts. Cause this is my baby. I love this. Yeah. I'm passionate about, I'm in the zone with this. It's like, there's nothing like it to me. Where else on the world? Can you have a great conversation with badass people that you've never met before uninterrupted? I mean, it's the best. I always tell people that I was talking to a friend and he was like, so how's like your show going? He's like, isn't that a lot of responsibility? Like <laughs> I started laughing. I'm like, yeah, but it's like the best kind of responsibility. First yeah. of all, I look at this from many facets. It's a business, but it's a way to add value to people's lives for free where mm-hmm. they can like listen for free. So yeah. simultaneously you grow the pod, you grow your social media. But then to your point, I'm like, where else would I sit on the couch with Ed Milet for an hour, like literally getting a coaching session for myself, you know, or extracting greatness out of some of the best people in the world in different arenas of the founder of, of dry bar, you know, mm. Allie Webb, like how, how she built that whole company and then sold it. Like where else would I really do that? You know, right. and mm-hmm. I always tell
tell people as well, I'm like, if you want to speak, like, what areas are you getting practice in? Having a having a podcast is the perfect way to do that. You know, there's just yeah, so many. What you're doing every day, yeah. right? Yeah. Just to your point, you said about eight minutes ago, look for somebody that's actually done it. Like, you know, most coaches out there in the ethers are doing things they haven't done before. Like, guys, you're out there. Work with somebody in the trenches. Is yeah. that you see doing the work every single day and make no mistake, you know, there, there is a lot of work involved. You know, I had someone recently come up and tell me like, Hey man, who are you paying? Like, who's connecting to all these people? I said like, dude, what? Like, I wish it were that freaking easy. Yeah. It's right. Like, yeah. Yep. It takes a skill and the highest like net worth people are the most skilled in people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so like learning that skill set is invaluable. Like what I learned in my first business, it's like I can go out there and do anything now because I built the main part of it, which is, is communicating with people and influencing people. Yeah. And, the, and then the brand, right? Like the brand. Yeah. The, it's, it's Emily. That's like, dude, that's, that should be trademarked. It's Emily. That's, that's like, come on. That's a cool brand. Right. Thank you. So. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I can't believe we've been going for almost 42 minutes. Like I know. flies by, flies by. Let me ask you a very, very important question because this is the Determined Society podcast. And we've been talking a lot about, you know, some of the things that you've had to go through in building your business as far as personal development, but what makes you determined? Mm. Wow. What makes me determined? I, I go think, deep on it. Go deep yeah, on it. I'm like, you know, what, what some adversity like that, that, that one moment, that inflection point in your life, you're like, you had to dig your heels in and like, that's why you're at where you're at right now. Well, I think it's a combination of so many different things. I mean, I do have like moments that, you know, I remember early in my career, someone saw my vision board and I wrote myself out a check for a million dollars. Like, and the girl was like, uh, well, there was two girls at the, at the apartment and they were like giggling and they're like, do you think you can like actually do that? Not going to college. And it, you know, I was impressionable at that time. I was 23. And mm -hmm. so I was like, it was like little chips and chip. And there's been a lot of chip chip. If you're in any kind of build anything, you're going to have that rejection. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it just forced me to kind of go, okay, watch me. Like just yeah watch. And, you know, even with family, like my, you know, God bless my other siblings, like they went to college and did the other thing. And like, I'm always the unicorn child that is creating stuff and doing other things and just having, you know, having dinners, family dinners where like, we'll talk about, you know, my sister's kids in her classroom because she's a teacher or my brother's plane that he's flying because he's a pilot. But like, there's not really a lot of questions being asked about my career. Like, why is that, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, so I think a little, a, a little of it comes from like, watch me whip, watch me nay nay. I'm going to prove something to you. <laughs> you know, I think a little bit of that, oh, like shit. now that I'm more, I'm more over all that crap. Like, right. I don't like that's a, that, that was early in my career. I think now I'm so determined to create something, an essence of something that doesn't really exist. Mm. And that's why the it factor is so important to me because 
all I see is copycats everywhere. There's no artistry. Like what happened to artistry? What Dude. happened to like creating something? What happened? Like I, I just see so many carbon copies. And so like, I am all about creating something out of nothing that will make an impact, whether it's a kid in LA that, you know, sees something I do, or they come to one of my events, mm. or it, it's a business executive that has completely lost themselves. Like, I just want people, I just want to leave an imprint so they can live a better life. And to me, like that gets me determined for sure. Like, I mean, it makes me wake up early, stay up late and just, you know, just putting it all together and just seeing how it pops off. And like, it's just so fun. And, and I'm just following, honestly, like I said, I'm following what God wants me to do with my life and mm. that obedience factor is coming in. And it's just like, I feel like when you live in that, like he honors that. And so that's what makes me determined. And also to like, Honestly, I think the thing that really irritates me the most is like the disruption in people's souls, like who, how people don't know how great they are and mm -hmm. the, the suffering. And because I came from that and broke through it and, and I've done so much healing and so much work and it's like, I feel it is my obligation to help other people in that regard. And it's like, I've been blessed to get on the other side of it from doing hard work. Like, let me give people that freedom that they deserve. So eloquently stated. Unbelievable. Thank you. Guys, listen, that's that right there was worth the admission for listening to the whole show. I mean, that was the whole show has been great. So many great key points were made, but that last monologue by you, Emily, was absolutely impactful and powerful. Um, you know, starting with the chip on your shoulder, that's very powerful if you can control it, right? Mm -hmm. For me, I still have it. I'm yeah. not too far removed from my dad looking me in the eye one fourth of July. Like it was the last time I ever spoke to him, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, by choice. Hey, 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 boy, how's that little podcast you got? You fucking yeah. famous yet? All right, bitch. Okay. You know, and that's the thing, guys. So those of you listening, like, really, we're, we all have people like that in our life. What we need to do is we take those emotions, and on the other side, there's action. So we take and we create that action. So, um, you know, I want my listeners to be able to connect with you, to possibly learn a little bit more about what you do and how you could help them. How can they find you and how can they best support you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, Instagram at it's Emily for sure. It's Emily.com. And, and I have the it factor show, which is podcast as well. Uh, but I would say if you're looking, you know, I, I do events, total immersive events where like, it's not just like speaker after speaker and you sit there all day. Like, no, I have you up and down. We do the skills. You go through stuff. Uh, I do that with my partner where we, you learn how to optimize your influence, sales, mm. branding, all that. And so there's my events that I have. The next one is coming up in Southern California. And then I also have my program where I teach you how to brand, speak, and sell. So I have anywhere from therapists in there to real estate investors, to network marketers, to 
optometrist, like you name it. Uh, so just reach out. Very cool. Very cool. And she's really kind, guys. She's not, this is not a show. She's one of the sweetest people I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting in this space. And, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. But the, one of the, probably the most important question that I have for you is how can I best support you? Oh my gosh, just this friendship. I mean, really, I, I think it, it's just checking in, supporting each other. Hey, you should connect with this person. I'll do the yeah. same. Perfect. Perfect. Just because I know it does feel lonely and you're not alone. Like, yeah. you know, so having, having people in your corner that are like, hey, check this out. You know, you're in the same, we're in a similar world. So we are and we all yeah. need to band together and not we that's right and so, and it's so funny because people think like well aren't you in competition with all these people like i'm like nah man like we're completely different people i'm not everybody's flavor of ice cream and neither are they right right so we help each other but i'm, I'm super bummed that i wasn't in california long enough to to meet up with you and possibly meet jake i, I know. know we were really close in proximity but uh you know hell maybe i come out there at one point and uh i was gonna you know, say i'll that. give you a are we still recording? No. Yeah, go ahead. Keep calling. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I, I, I was just going to say, I'll give you a VIP ticket. Matthew will be at our Ooh, event. That'd be kind of cool. We'll talk offline about the dates because I do have some travel in February. So let's let's connect on it. Um, but yeah. So anyway, guys, we're going to close it out. And um, I just want to say, if you got anything out of the show, share it to the socials. Tag us both. Her Hers is at it's Emily on Instagram and mine is at the Sean French. It'll be in the show notes, subscribe rate and review. That's right. That's your assignment. Don't all right. Y'all without. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So thank you all for listening and we'll chat soon. Peace.